Savvy Budget Girl episode 22, Becoming a Freelance Writer. Hello and welcome back to the Savvy Budget Girl podcast. My name is Wendy Coop. I'm your host and author of Budgeting for Women and a certified financial education instructor. And today we're talking all about how to become a freelance writer. But first, my sponsor. Today's episode is sponsored by me and my website, wendycoop.com. Here you can learn more about me and my web design and freelance writing business, and where I help content creators and local businesses with website creation, design, consulting, and search engine optimization. I also offer freelance writing services. To find out more, check out wendycoop.com or click the link in the show notes. Now, let's talk about freelance writing. Freelance writing is one of my favorite ways to make money. I really do love writing. I actually love all types of content creation, which is why I have a YouTube channel, which is why I have a podcast, why I have a blog. Um, And maybe you're the same, but you never thought about making money with freelance writing. Today's the day you're going to give it some serious thought. So what is freelance writing anyway? Freelance writing is a business where you, the writer, hire out your services to other businesses and organizations. You might write blog posts, articles, case studies, sales pages, product descriptions, and more. You could even write scripts for podcasts and YouTube videos. There are so many possibilities for writing assignments that I wouldn't even be able to cover them all here. But who hires freelance writers? Freelance writers are hired by bloggers, companies, content creators, nonprofit organizations, civic organizations, government agencies, and more. I can't think of anyone or any business that couldn't use the services of a freelance writer. You might be hired on a contract basis, or you might be hired for a one-off project. Either way, everyone needs a writer, even other writers. So what do you need to get started as a freelance writer? Good question. You can get started as a freelance writer, honestly, with just your smartphone, if you had to. As long as you have the ability to use apps like Google Docs or Word, you can create the articles and blog posts you need to send off to editors and clients. I did this years and years ago when I was a blogger for the Catholic Review. I would have these long bus rides um, going all the way across town in Baltimore city. And I would sit on my smartphone and I would actually type out my blog posts on my phone while I was on the bus. So yes, indeed you can do it that way. Um, So preferably you would have at least a laptop computer, but even a tablet could work if you're just starting out and that's all you have. Um, As I said, as long as you have the ability to produce the content, you'll be fine. Even if that means using computers for free at the local library, like seriously, get creative. You can make this work. I also recommend that you have at least a professional email account tied to your domain name or your custom domain. Like I have wendycoop.com. This can mean buying the domain from a place like Namecheap for less than $10 and then connecting email to your domain. Namecheap also gives you two months for free before it charges you. And it doesn't even charge you that much. Um, So you could run your email through there so that you have a professional sounding email. 
you want this because you don't want your you want your name.com or your business.com rather than it coming from a free service like Gmail or Yahoo. And the reason is I know it's tempting to do the free thing because I know it's going to reduce the cost, but I'm hoping you have $10 at least to spend on a professional domain and email. Also, if you don't take the time to present yourself as a professional and business owner, you're less likely to be, to be taken seriously in that that's just the truth. After all, how would you react if someone claimed to offer professional services to you, but had a free email? Do yourself a favor and spend the money on the domain and email. Now, I know some people just got mad at me because I said, y'all need to stop using Gmail and Yahoo, but it is the truth. Okay. Do you need a website right now? No, you don't. And I'm a web designer telling you that you do not need a website to start becoming a freelance writer. Eventually, you should get a website, but that's just not required in the beginning. I build all of my sites on WordPress, so I know it has a bit of a learning curve. So don't worry about all that in the beginning. Instead, use websites provided by places to house your portfolios like Contently or Medium.com. I'll link to those in the show notes so you can see what I'm talking about. Next question. Do you need a niche? Well, a niche or a target audience is a specific group of people you want to work with or specialize in helping. In the beginning, you may not know who that is, so don't feel like you have to figure that out right away. It's more important that you get clients and make money. You'll figure out the niche later if you decide to niche down at all, or niche if you're from the other side of the pond. Some possible niches are health and wellness, nutrition, medical, science, exercise and fitness, spirituality, Christianity, blog posts, case studies, long-form posts, social media posts, Instagram posts for boutique exercise clubs, and more. The sky's the limit here. I recommend picking something you think would be interesting, like blog posts, and starting there. So how do you build a portfolio? A portfolio is simply a collection of your work. So they can be samples of actual client work um, or work that you published elsewhere or work that you made up. In the beginning, when you don't have clients, you can just simply create the pieces that you need to go in your portfolio. What does that mean? Let's say you're going to produce three blog posts in the personal finance niche. You can simply decide what you're going to write about and create the blog post. Post them on Medium and LinkedIn and put those links in your portfolio on Contently. I did that before I pitched a publication and created three articles I thought would fit. I published one on my blog, one on Medium, and one on LinkedIn, and they accepted my pitch. It's that simple. They didn't, <laughs> they didn't care that I had the spectacular website. That really wasn't the issue. The issue was, or what got me in, was creating the samples that had to do with their publication, and they liked my writing style. So then that leads into the natural next question is, how do you find clients? Of course, that is the million dollar question. But potential clients are truly everywhere. Not everyone is your client, but potential clients are everywhere. The easiest way to find clients is simply by starting to tell people what you do. Let people know that you're a freelance writer for hire. You don't have to get all specific and say, I write blog posts for this target audience and this, that, and the other. Just tell people you're a freelance writer. 
If you can change your LinkedIn profile to say that as well, that you're a freelance writer for hire, that's even better. Like change all your social media handles, let people know what you do. Because sometimes doing just that will get you your first few clients. Another thing you can do is volunteer. If you want more experience in your portfolio, volunteer at your church or at a nonprofit and do some writing for them. If you do this, make it clear that you are only volunteering for the short term because you don't want to keep doing free work forever unless you just want to be a long-term volunteer. That, that's fine. You can also heavily discount your services in the beginning in exchange for testimonials. Um, I'm not a fan of discounts, but it's your business, so run it as you see fit. One of my favorite questions to ask people is, do you know someone who? Use this question as you tell others about what you do. So you could say or write in a message or an email something like this. Hi, Sally. I recently started my freelance web dis- freelance writing business offering blog posts to local businesses here in the Jacksonville area. Do you know of anyone who could use my services? If you think of anyone, I would love it if you pass along my contact information so I can get them so I can so I can help them get their business found online. Thanks, Wendy. Yes, I know I can talk. I'm tripping over words, <laughs> but it's that simple. You can also create a list of prospective clients by doing a Google search or looking on LinkedIn and cold pitching, meaning you don't have an existing relationship with them, um, the business or the business owner. That works as well, but I want you to exhaust your warm leads first before you start cold pitching. The thing is, you have to overcome and push past the fear of rejection in order to get clients. You're going to be afraid. You're going to doubt yourself, your service, your prices, your ability to provide, everything. That's completely natural. But you have to push through the fears and the no's in order to get to the yeses. Does it sound like a numbers game? Yeah, in a manner of speaking, it is. But the odds are in your favor if you do the work. All you have to do is tell people what you do. How much should you charge for freelance writing? Well, that depends. (laughs) I know that's not the answer you want to hear, but it is the honest truth. What you charge depends on how much money you need to make, your expertise in that niche or with that target audience, the complexity of the job, any research you need to do to complete that job, the time invested, cost of materials, etc. So while you might charge $200 for a blog post, a case study might cost more than that. If you specialize in writing sales pages, it's not uncommon to charge $1,000 or more, depending on the length of the copy. I sold an email sequence, a nurture sequence, for $750, and that was a series of seven emails, okay? So there's no standard price here, but know and understand that things like white papers, advertorials, and annual reports could you could make you more money than a blog post. These are more high-level business-to-business or B2B uh, services that you would be offering. Long-form posts of 1,500 words or more are typically worth more than a 500-word blog post. Again, what you charge depends on many factors. To figure out a place to start, figure out how much you need to make per hour in order to cover your expenses and make a profit. Because yes, you're going to make a profit. Then, Otherwise, why are you in business? Okay. Then determine how many hours it would take to complete the project. 
You aren't going to charge by the hour, but by the project. And the faster you can get the project done, the more money you should charge. So now you've got your base hourly rate. Take that and multiply it by the number of hours you expect the, the project to take. Then add 20%. Remember, you're going to have to pay taxes and account for other business expenses. So a good rule of thumb is to count on only paying yourself half of what you charged. Do you see why a $50 blog post isn't really sustainable pricing? You would make more money working 15 for $15 an hour at Target than charging $50 a blog post. I don't care how fast you write. And if you're not going to charge sustainable prices, then you might as well get a part-time job. But for more on pricing, queue up episode three, the truth about low-paying gigs. How to build your clients and get paid. You should not be taking payments through Venmo or Cash App. Just don't. <laughs> but be sure you have set up a business bank account so that you, in your business name and have it connected to a payment processor like Stripe. You can also enable payments via PayPal, but a payment processor I think is better in these situations. You'll also want a way to invoice that client. I prefer FreshBooks for this. It's an all-in-one software where I can do accounting, bookkeeping, and invoicing. This also makes you look more professional. Do yourself a favor and set these things up before you get your first client so you're not so you're not having to try to figure out stuff on the back end to make all of the pieces work. Services like Stripe are also good because you can have the funds directly deposited into your business banking account on a regular basis. You can also send invoice reminders if they haven't paid and charge late fees according to your contract. By the way, do you need a contract to be a freelance writer? Well, let me start by saying I'm not a lawyer, so I cannot give you legal advice. However, I highly recommend that as a business owner, you have a contract for all of your work. Whether you supply that contract or the client does, it behooves you to have a contract for your work. My favorite place to get contracts and other legal documents is Entrepreneur Legal Corner, and that link will be in the description below. I recommend the Freelancer Contracts Bundle for about $260, which is what it costs at the time of this recording. But the bundle includes a freelancer legal agreement template, a letter of agreement for freelancers, an independent contractor agreement template, and a collaboration agreement template. All of these templates are customizable and have been written by a lawyer, so you only need to buy them once and you can trust them. These, these will save you time, money, and headaches in the long run. So don't skip on this. Don't skimp on this. So in the end, how much money do you need to start your freelance writing business? When you look at the equipment you already have and the need to acquire a domain, accounting software, and legal documents, you're looking at startup costs of about $300. But that's pretty good considering you can make that back in a few blog posts or a case study or one really awesome sales page. So for more content, more free content on how to become a freelance writer, check out the blog and YouTube channel of my friend, Elna Kane, C-A-I-N. I'll link to her content in the show notes as well. I hope I've covered the basics for you on how to get started as a freelance writer. Again, you can find more resources in the show notes and tag me with any questions you may have. That's all I have for you today. 
So let me know, are you going to start a freelance writing business? Tag me on Instagram at Mrs. Wendy Coop. That's M-R-S Wendy Coop, C-O-O-P. Or leave a comment below, below the video on YouTube. Be sure to check out more resources in the show notes and in the description. And I'd love it if you followed the show in your favorite podcast app, shared this episode with family and friends. And if you're feeling extra kind, leave a review. All of this helps others find the show and allow me to serve more people. If you're watching on YouTube, make sure to subscribe and hit that bell to be notified every time there's a new video and click or tap the screen for the next video. Until next time. Bye.